Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. And welcome into Critical Thinking. Andrew Coppins alongside Mr. Pat Oni. You know the drill by now, every Monday through Friday. And again, um, if you missed it yesterday, you can catch the podcast of this show way earlier than you'll catch it on Mojo 5 Radio. The show drops at 11 a.m. Central Time. So that those of you who would like to listen while you're at work or on your lunch break or just have a distraction throughout the day, you can do so. So you can listen to the podcast starting at 11 a.m. Central. Of course, you can always watch the show as well at 11 a.m. Central time on our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Again, that's rumble.com backslash critical thinking. And as Rumble and locals integrate, we're likely to keep... um you know, using Rumble for the distribution of our show, but we're not sure exactly how the two are going to link up so that you, the viewer, can see the show. Um, My guess is all of these uh, storage limits and things like that that were limiting us are no longer going to limit us. So, um, yeah, do not forget all about that. And again, we are on Mojo 5 Radio. If you are a Mojo 5 fan, you can listen to us at... 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, every single Monday through Friday. Now, Pat, um, we had a lot to talk about yesterday, and we didn't get into everything that we wanted to talk about when it regards the church. So we're going to do that. But before we do that, Pat, one of the things that we have talked about throughout 2021 in the theme of righteous resistance, or as I like to call it, really, it's just a liberty mindset, is that we have to be about forming fellowships, not coalitions, right? We're, we're all too often willing to form a coalition with people who have a certain view on a certain topic with us, right? But 
we then fall for the trap of, well, they believe everything that we believe. Coalitions serve a purpose. No doubt about it. You have to have coalitions of different groups of people to come together on specific issues. But you have to form fellowships. People that are like-minded. People that have a liberty mindset, if you will. You form a fellowship with these individuals because it is vitally important to succeeding in the final goal. See, that's the difference, right? Not just that a coalition is a one-issue thing. It's that ultimately, you don't share the same end goal. You might share the same end goal on an issue, but your worldview end goal might not be the same or anywhere near the same. So as we are thinking about forming fellowships, Pat, I have a big announcement today. And I think I think you're going to join me in this announcement. Um, I am your LGB ally. It is, after all, LGB Pride Month, the month of November. Today also happens to be Election Day, a super fantastic way to show your LGB pride is by going to the polls and voting, especially if you're in a state like Virginia, but I'm going to get into that in a little bit on truth or fiction, so I'm going to hold off on that, but if you ever wanted to show your LGB pride, today would be a fantastic day to do so. So I'm your ally in the LGB FJB movement in the community. That's right. Let's go, Brandon. Pat, are, are you joining me in celebrating LGB Pride Month? Um, you, you took the words right out of my mouth because I was going to publicly come out on our show today as being part of the LGB FJB community today as well. Um, we stand in solidarity just, with you, Steve Dace. I, I, it just feels so good to finally come out and get that off my chest. Yes. I am pro LGB. FJB. Okay. <laughs> Seriously though, folks, this is a, an election day all across the country. So if you have an opportunity and you have an election today, Exercise your right. What better way to say LGB than by exercising your right? So think about that. Take some time. Maybe it's just a, a really, really hyper-local election. But educate yourself on what's going on locally. And we're seeing the consequences of not doing that all across this country when it comes to school board meeting after school board meeting after school board meeting. And while everybody's focusing on Loudoun County in Virginia, Pat, um, this past weekend, you know, my wife and I, it's no secret, we've been looking to get out of Chicago eventually here. Um, you know, that might take some time because we're not just going to jump at the first thing that we see. Um, but as we were traveling um, to look at some homes this past weekend and to visit some friends, 
um, I was reminded of just how contentious this thing is getting when it comes to school boards. I'm going to ask you a very simple question, Pat. Have you ever seen um, dueling signs for school board elections in your lifetime? I don't remember a point in my life where school board meetings have mattered more than they do now. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go with probably not. So um, we were in um, Mequon, which is a an area just outside, maybe north, a little bit northwest of Madison. Or uh, Madison, Milwaukee, excuse me. And um, I was doing some research because I was like, what the heck? And I was like, oh, that's right. I remember. There are dueling school board signs. Basically, replace the MTSB, um, keep like sanity or whatever, right? And they're everywhere in the community of Mequon. Everywhere. You can't go down a main thoroughfare in that area and not see it. It was insane. So then I was like, wait a second. Do I or do I not remember why? I do remember why. Because over the summer, they had a fight. An actual, well, not an actual physical fist fight or anything like that. But an actual fight going on over critical race theory, mask mandates, and all of the stuff in that community. It got so bad that they recalled certain members of the school board. It got so bad that they are now trying to replace four out of the seven members of the school board. Oof. I'm not going to get into all the details. But this is this is the point of why your local elections and understanding the issues, understanding who supports what, what is going on matters. So maybe if you're in the sound of my voice, take some time over your lunch, hit the pause button, hit the pause button on the show and do your research and go vote. Be an informed voter. It's not always easy, by the way, because like here in Chicago, we have judgeships that are up for election every year or two. Eh? How am I supposed to know? about a judge, right? Unless I sat in their courtroom. I don't got time for that. Um, so the way to educate yourself is to go online and there are places where you can see what groups are supporting them. You can see kind of how they've they've done their judge duties, if you will, how they've judged people. Are they supported by groups that you would support? You know, that sort of stuff. Um, but educate yourself. Please, please, please educate yourself on what's going on locally and get your ass out to vote. If you do it, it is the biggest LGB Pride Month moment that you could possibly have. There's nothing more, let's go, Brandon, than taking the 
the local muscle, if you will, out of the movement, right? Out of out of uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats' hands. As much as you can do that locally, you should. As much as you can destroy the agendas of CRT, the mask mandate agenda, mask forever, the, the panic porn pushers, as much as you can destroy the movement that is trying to destroy America from within, you take that opportunity and you do it in fellowship with people who are liberty-minded. This is serious stuff, Pat. This isn't like ho-hum, ha-ha-ha. This is, if not now, when? Now, I can make an argument that the time was 10 years ago, but so few people were awake to what was actually going on 10 years ago. How many people are not awake now? I think we're about to find out, though, right? Right, because you got the you got the Youngkin versus McAuliffe election, which I don't even think necessarily is about Youngkin and McAuliffe, and we'll talk about that later. But my point in all of this is that in this LGB Pride Month, take the opportunity to show it and do something to change your local government, whether that's as small if you think it is in terms of changing school boards or changing aldermen or county representatives or whatever have you, right? Those steps matter because if you are awake, what you know is that you can't go top down if you don't have the bottom, right? You have to go bottom up to reverse top down. And it, like you mentioned earlier, this isn't easy. You know, I, I spent, just to give you guys an idea, because we have a local election here in Utah today. Mm-hmm. And it's literally just a city council and mayoral election. That's all it is. No school board, no nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is just within the city. I spent the vast majority of my evening last night um, going through and looking up each candidate that I hadn't heard of yet. Like there was, there's a few candidates that I know personally. Um, and I, I kind of know where they stand on some things, but then I went and I researched them and I, and I compared them to everyone else that I hadn't heard of before. And that took some doing because local elections that they don't have the marketing or the advertising that most state and federal elections have. They don't have it. And they're not necessarily always going door to door and having cottage meetings and, you know, being out there to um, just debate and and, and answer questions. Like, like you really have to do your homework on these things because a lot of those, all the other stuff that happens around state and federal elections don't happen with local. Okay. They, They just don't. And so it took some time, energy and effort out of my evening to do that. That's something that everyone should, you should be an engaged voter. That means getting online, doing some homework. If you know any of the candidates, going out of your way and meeting them and asking them questions, mm-hmm. like putting in that energy and effort to make sure that you cast the best vote that you can for your local community. Um, 
by doing so, this is how you beat things like the um, critical race theory agendas and all the other major issues that are going on around localities around the country right now that are just absolutely insane. Now, speaking of local stuff, Pat, we, we have to get into the vaccine mandate real quick before we get into the rest of the talk of of what we were talking about yesterday with churches. Um, here in Chicago, we have a win when it comes to vaccine mandates. A federal judge here in Chicago has ruled that the city must be arbitrating its vaccine mandate with police unions and has paused a December 31st deadline for them to have to receive shots or leave their jobs. Federal judge says, figure it out, which is exactly what the, the, the union has wanted all along. The union has said, you've never negotiated with us on this. So Good we'll see them. what ends up happening here, but this could be a huge moment, a massive moment, because this is one of the most liberal cities, and I mean liberal cities, in the entire country, people think of New York City. People think of San Francisco or Los Angeles. We got nothing on Chicago politics. Absolutely nothing. Now, we'll see what ends up happening here. At the end of the day, what I think will end up happening is that the unions will get what they want, which is very simple. You don't get to know my status, and I get to apply for an exemption if I want. And that's the end of that. So we'll see what ends up happening here, uh, but it is something to watch. Now, having said that, Pat, um, yesterday we were talking about is the church poisoned? That was the title of yesterday's show, right? Right. And what did I mean by that, or what did we mean by that, really? Because you know we came up with that title, the two of us. Well, what we're asking is, has the church been poisoned by? Not just progressivism, but by out-and-out political socialism masquerading as theology. Have we seen socialist bastardize church? And with COVID-19, and you know, the, there are stories of churches making the unvaccinated masses sit in the back and sit in the balcony so they don't possibly infect it. But you guys spread it all amongst yourselves. Don't don't go near us vaccinated, us smart, us more educated individuals. And, you know, I did a lot of talking yesterday, so I, I know that there's still more that you wanted to say on this issue. Yeah, so yesterday I, I posed the question of, and when we're saying the churches, by the way, or or the church, we're not picking on any one church in particular. Like we're, we're seeing this across the board. I think in pretty much all major uh, sects of Christianity. Yeah, whether that's uh, denominational or non-denominational. Right. And and so I, I pose this question because my church used to do this. You know, especially during the height of the Cold War where they would speak out against things like communism and socialism, you know, the evils of the world, um, so to speak. And, um, and, and should they not be speaking up against COVID-19 vaccine mandates and um, what have you? 
right? Or, or, or whatever issue that comes to mind, whether it be the COVID, critical race theory, I mean, name it, right? Um, my answer, because uh, you brought up a great point of how politics often divides us. And r- religion is, if anything, is meant to be a uniting factor, not necessarily a dividing one. And I, I, I thought a lot about this. And I actually do think that there is a point where churches do need to be active behind the pulpit and speaking up on certain issues. My church, my faith actually does this from time to time via newsletters or some sort of public talk from a general authority. Um, take, um, for example, uh, Jeffrey R. Holland a few couple months ago, speaking up to uh, BYU when he was talking to the faculty about um, homosexuality and upholding the church standards when it comes to things on when it comes to the LGBT community. Okay. Just as an example, I'm thinking along the lines of the church should also be speaking up against said mandates as well. Um, Because in the handbook, at least in my faith, you know, it does talk about how you, when it comes to getting a vaccination, you should consult your doctor. That's an actual church policy. Um, it's not saying that you must get vaccinated. It's saying that you should consult a doctor, which is what it should be. Um, when the president of our church got vaccinated at the beginning of the year, um, he one of the things in his post, and everybody took this to mean like, oh, everyone should go get vaccinated. There's a lot of people that took it to mean that. No, that's not what, not what he said at all. What he said was, I talked to my doctor and I decided to get vaccinated. I encourage everyone to do the same. Um, and what he was saying is, I encourage you to talk to your doctor, and if that means get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a difference between encouragement and an actual commandment. Mm-hmm. My question has been, should the church not be speaking up against all of this government abuse? And I think that they should. And I'm not just exclusively saying my faith. I'm, I'm explicitly saying all faiths in Christianity, because the mandate in of itself, the vaccine in of itself, isn't necessarily the problem. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Okay, the problem is the government overreach, the government force, the coercion behind it. That is the evil that we must be speaking up against. And I think the church does have a role here. It does have a role here to speak out against evil. What we are seeing with these mandates is evil. It is the antithesis of freedom. It is the antithesis of liberty, of freedom of choice. Something that my church teaches very well is freedom of agency or freedom of choice is what that means. And to take that away, to allow government to basically make people choose between getting the jab or keeping their jobs, then that is evil. And that is something that 
our churches should be speaking out against. We should be speaking out against things like critical race theory because racism is wrong. It's evil. We should be doing these things. I'm not saying to talk about politics behind the pulpit for the sake of talking about politics. I'm talking about when politics crosses that line of evil, of flat-out evil, a church has a moral obligation to speak out from the pulpit. It's the same thing with abortion. I'm not talking yeah. about just strictly political issues. I'm talking about moral ones. Mm -hmm. and, That's and, where the line is. And, we, and I talked about John Piper yesterday, right, Pat? We didn't mm -hmm. even get through all of his stuff. I want you to hear his argument in full because I think you know where he was going anyway yesterday. Mm -hmm. But this is, this is the insanity that the church has been poisoned with. Listen to this. Now, he is a retired pastor, but he holds major weight in the evangelical movement. This is what he says. Now, we might think that the point of this biblical reality of bold, broken-hearted Christian freedom would be this. You don't have to be vaccinated when the government tells you to. You are free. Live as people who are free. That's true, of course, if your Father in Heaven makes it clear to you, by His Word and wisdom, that His glory and your neighbor's good will be better served by not being vaccinated. You are free to risk COVID for love's sake. No Christian is obligated to bow to unwarranted mandates. But that's not my main point. My point is this. Don't be enslaved by fear of man. Don't be enslaved by the fear of breaking ranks with ideological allies. The old name for this is peer pressure. You are free. He continues, you have considered the risk of COVID and you, as you watch hundreds of thousands of people die. You have considered the short and long-term risk of vaccines as you watch millions get the shots. You have compared the frequency of hospitalizations and deaths of those with and without vaccines. You have thought hard about the implications of fetal cell lines in the production and testing of the vaccines. You have rejoiced at the increasing evidence that natural immunity developed after recovering from COVID is as effective as vaccine immunity. You have pondered the likelihood and unlikelihood of uh, conspiratorial conjectures. Your conscience is increasingly clear. It says, get vaccinated. But there's this niggling fear of looking left-wing or progressive or democratic or compromised or woke. So my message to such folks is this. The children are free. Apparently, according to John Piper, the only way that you could be free is to be vaccinated. Never mind the fact that he admits that natural immunity is just as effective as, in fact, what we are now finding out likely more effective at preventing um, further infection than getting vaccinated. Um, never mind the fact that we know all of the things that he talked about statistically in October are untrue or more importantly, cherry-picked pieces of data. Now you might say, well, why would you only pick the data that I picked yesterday, Pat, where I told you that 77% of every person who died two weeks ago in the state of Illinois from COVID-19, which was, by the way, 191 people. Of all of those individuals who passed away, 77% of them were breakthrough cases. It means the efficacy of all this, right? 
is waning. Why would I cherry pick that stat and not compare it to, oh, wait, that's right. We're talking about the Delta variant here. And we're talking about whether or not vaccinations have efficacy. The argument for the vaccine, aka the therapeutic, has always been that it will prevent you from the worst of the outcomes. And like I said yesterday on this show, Pat, for those who are talking about the individual efficacy, that 86 to 92%, if we are seeing an increase in the statistical numbers of individuals who have the vaccine dying, it might be true right now that 86 to 92% of individuals don't get the cases. But we are now at that six-month range for the vast majority of people. And again, we don't have the age stratification data to be able to help tell us what, what, are, what are the people who died with the vaccine now? What, what age group and when did they get vaccinated? Because what I can guarantee you that piece of data is going to tell us it is the group that got their vaccines first, meaning the old, the infirmed, the, the people who have comorbidities that would have predisposed them to bad outcomes from COVID to begin with. And what would that tell you about the vaccine, Pat, if, if that is the stratification that we're talking about? What, what would that tell you? Hmm? Say what? Say what, Pat? I guess it would help if I unmuted my microphone. I was just saying that it would be, it would it would tell me that the vaccine is more of a therapeutic and doesn't necessarily work the way we think it does. It would tell you that, but it would also tell you that we have no control. None. And I've said this all along, that... It is the God complex. It is the God complex. And it it is what is poisoning the church of me, right? It is poisoning the evangelical church. It is poisoning the Catholic church. It is poisoning the Pope. This concept that if you just did what I want you to do, not what Christ is compelling you to do, not what your prayerful thought on a subject is telling you to do. Look, I have no problem if John Piper wants to, to get vaccinated and tell other people to get vaccinated, right? I've got no problem with that. I really don't. What I have a problem with is trying to use God to tell you one way or the other. That's what I have a problem with. I have a, That's not freedom. You, you talk about peer pressure, right? There's no peer pressure. What is the contention of everybody on the anti-vax side, right? The peer pressure is this. Consult your doctor. Do what you think is best for you, but don't force me to make the same decision as you. Don't force. And when you are doing the bidding of force, you are doing the bidding of evil. And that's where I come down on all of this. And when we talk about 
the stratification of the data in all of these things, when we talk about all of the misrepresentation of data and the garbage data that's coming in and the garbage data that comes out, we do so to hopefully wake you up to the reality that data can be and is manipulated. And you need to pay attention to the context of the data that's being presented and ask critical questions of what they're trying to tell you with that data. It's, it's exactly why we had talked about, Pat, the whole concept of why does it matter? Where did they come up with that 99%, right? The 99% number that was around for two months ago. Well, sure. If you were to go from January 1st to September 1st, yeah, that number makes sense. How many people were vaccinated as of January 1st, right? Not even half, not even 10%. In fact, less than 1% of America was vaccinated. Why? Because the only va- the only people who were eligible for vaccines were those people with immunocompromised bodies, those people over the age of 65, healthcare workers and frontline workers and all that sort of stuff, right? A very small percentage of our population to begin with. And of that population, not even half of them had had the ability to get the shot yet or the shots. So as we look throughout all of this stuff, you have to ask critical questions. And that's the problem here with, with what's going on inside the church and the poison is that they don't want you to ask critical questions. Here's the reality of the church. If any church is telling you to not ask questions, to not pray, because what is prayer other than asking questions, seeking answers, right? Seeking interdiction. If any church is telling you to not do that, if any church is telling you to just believe what is coming from the pulpit without any question, run away, run away, run away. Can you fix that poison from within? Well, there are multiple ways to do it, right? One way would be to stop tithing. Another way would be to stop attending. And furthermore, another way would be to start calling it out. But you can only do that when I come back to the liberty mindset, right? And the fellowship. Are there other people in that church who are like you? How do you know? How do you know? Get involved in your church can be another way, right? But then you expose yourself to their abuses and and peer pressure, John Piper. What is this whole blog post on um, on desiringgod.org, right? What is this, if not peer pressure? The true freedom is in taking the vaccine. What is the purpose of you go up in the balcony, you unwashed anti-vax masses. You go there and wear your damn mask while the rest of us live our lives. 
What is that? If not peer pressure. All of those things combine to tell me this is all the work of evil. And I want to make this abundantly clear. Freedom with morality. And by morality, I mean a belief in God. Freedom and that belief in God, Pat, is what founded this country and is what will save this country. And if you don't want to fight for that, that's fine. But that's what we're here to do. And that's why we talked about the pro-LGB movement and why the LGB Pride Month matters. Because we can form fellowships of people. We don't have to agree on everything, by the way, in a fellowship. There were bitter disagreements amongst the founding fathers, right? Amongst the people that would sit in a tavern Mm -hmm. and have these discussions. That's what the Federalist Papers were about. But there was a common end goal, and more importantly, a common idea of what they wanted. Freedom. So figure out that path forward for you inside the church. Is it fighting? Is it leaving whatever denomination you are in? Is it leaving that specific parish or that specific congregation and finding one that doesn't fit your um, political viewpoints, but one that fosters a diverse and robust population that doesn't coddle to one side or the other, but that focuses in on the teachings of Christ, not the bastardization of the teachings of Christ. And and I think I'm going to leave it like this. I'm going to leave it like this because um, David French, okay, in a third essay in August, asked, what does the anti-vax Christian seek? The liberty to risk both the lives of others through the physical danger of COVID and or the dangers of swamped medical facilities and their pursuit of happiness. Such an extreme and dangerous assertion of individual autonomy at the expense of colleagues and neighbors is not a legitimate exercise of religious liberty. This is the false moral case and the false moral caste system that is in place in the church. This is the poison within the church. It puts one group in the loving and selfless category, right? You can only be loving and selfless if you follow this, and the other in the unloving and selfish category. Now, listen to this pastor, Kirk Millahone, who also has a church in Maui, but is also a pediatric cardiologist, so pretty sure he understands heart issues. I'm afraid the church is just mirroring mirroring our society right now as opposed to being led by Jesus Christ. We're afraid of Facebook posts. We have become pleasers of the world as opposed to pleasers of God. Think about that. We have become pleasers of the world 
as opposed to pleasers of God. And if your church is about pleasing the world instead of pleasing God, it's time for you to stand. And that may mean difficult times are ahead. Endure to the end. Be prepared. All of those things that we talk about, Pat. And in fact, you know, I, I look at this um, line from, I don't know if you've watched it yet, but The Chosen. There's a moment where Matthew, um, they, they introduce Matthew as one of the followers of Christ, right? And it's Matthew who's at the tax collection station. And they pass him by, and Jesus says something to him, and, and Matthew is just moved. And he just says simply, follow me. Matthew gets out of his tax collector booth, goes over. And Peter, well, we don't know him as Peter. We, well, we know him as Peter, but not Simon, right? Yet? Um, Correct. <clears throat> he looks at Jesus and says, why would you do that? Do you know what this man has done to us? And blah, 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 blah. And he just simply looks at him and says, get used to different. That's what we are being called, in my view, as I pray on things. We have to get used to different. We are different. And that's okay. With that out of the way, Pat, it is time for us to go with the B or not the B. And are you ready for today's headline? Hit me. Today's headline is, I just think this Let's Go Brandon thing is really disrespectful, says man wearing F Trump t-shirt. Today's headline, I just think this Let's Go Brandon thing is really disrespectful, says man wearing F Trump t-shirt. And while you are thinking about this, I'm going to take a quick sip of some coffee. From our friends at American Pride Roasters, go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com, check them out. If you like your flavored coffee, if you like your unflavored coffee, they've got it all for you. It is all fantastic, delicious, totally worth your time and effort. All right. So the headline, if you need it again, do you? I don't. Okay. Um, is this the B or because, not the B? Well, this is this is very much a softball, and I appreciate softballs from time to time. This is definitely the Babylon B. Are you sure about that? 120% positive. So more positive than a COVID test. Okay. Yeah. Because you are you are correct. This is the Babylon B. <clears throat> Albany, New York, as chance of Let's Go Brandon spread around the country, many Democrats have expressed concern over treating the office of the president with such disrespect. I don't know. I just don't think we should be disrespecting the president of the United States like that, said local Democrat Camden Spudbuffle. <laughs> who at the time was wearing an F Trump t-shirt. We should, we should always respect our leaders, even if we don't always agree with them. I think it's always important to remain dignified in our speech and treatment of public servants. I've never disrespected anyone. Spud Fuffle, Spud Fuffle then caught a glimpse of Trump on a nearby TV screen and shrieked at the sky before attacking the TV with a baseball bat while screaming obscenities. Experts have found a strange correlation between people who find Let's Go Brandon disrespectful and those who screamed F Trump over the last four years and who want Donald Trump to die a horrible, fiery death. 
It's important that we remain civil, said Spotted Fuffle. As he stood above the smoking wreckage of the TV, he then saw a man wear, walk by in a MAGA hat and pepper sprayed him in the face. Um, now, I brought this up mainly because, for me, this is a great example of satire, but also a great example of the line that the Babylon Bee continues to walk, because is this or is this not true? It's very much true. Suddenly, suddenly we're yeah. all about decorum, right? Suddenly we're all about yeah. these things. From the people who spent four years, I don't know, um, writing songs about wanting to kill Donald Trump, right? Snoop Dogg, um, you know, literally using a toy gun to shoot a mocked president. Uh, Kathy Griffin with, with the uh, dismembered head of Donald Trump. And, you know, the nasty women and, and all that stuff that went on during the, the Donald Trump administration now care about decorum. Now, I will say this. I don't like the F Joe Biden. I really don't. Um, I don't either. I will say this, though. Let's go. Brandon is freaking hilarious. It is great satire. It is great political speech because it is about saying screw you to an individual who has no business being the president of the United States. None. This isn't for me a left or right or policy thing. This is about him not being fit for the office. Right. And doing real harm to the United States of America. And let's go. Brandon is also about a cultural thing. For me, this isn't just about Joe Biden. This is a culture thing for me. I, I don't know about you, but for me, this is this is about saying enough is enough. Um, and uh, about taking on liberalism, because this is about somebody trying to mask the F Joe Biden by saying "Let's go, Brandon," and flipping a lie on its head. I, I think it's hilarious. Now, this is a Truth or Fiction Tuesday, correct? It is. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you one Truth or Fiction statement here. Truth or Fiction. This comes from uh, Dan Gaynor on Twitter, by the way. Okay. There's no healing the rift with never Trumpers. Doesn't matter if they wrote stuff you liked years ago. They are Democrats now. Truth or Fiction. It's interesting. Um I don't think he's wrong. I think he does maybe use the wrong term, though. But that's also debatable here, too. I, I think Democrat might be the wrong term. I would I would prefer, if I were him, the, the, the term neocon or progressive or they, even, they've, even leftist would okay. work. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily, because like I, I do know Democrats that aren't necessarily this way. Okay. Um, but they tend to vote more Democrat than anything. <clears throat> so I don't know that Democrat is necessarily the right word, but I would ultimately say at the end of the day, this is truth. Um, because you and I have had many interactions with never Trumpers over the last few years. We, I used to be one. Um, <clears throat> and so I, I've, I've had my fair interactions with those that, that have been never Trump since Trump has come into the picture mm -hmm. and no matter what good he has done 
they cannot give him credit for it. And they refuse to. They absolutely refuse to. And no matter how bad of a job Joe Biden does, they are still grateful that Donald Trump is no longer president. And that no matter what Joe Biden does, it is better than anything Donald Trump has ever done. That's how deranged they are. Um, and and if, if Trump derangement syndrome ever existed, it is within the never Trump community of, of voters. Like, like they are so deranged. It doesn't matter what good he does or what bad Joe Biden does. Donald Trump is the epitome of all evil and bad presidents. And there's no reconciling with them. There isn't. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely fair enough. Um, so here's where I come down on this. Um, do you remember the, or well, the outrage over the last week and a half over George Yunkin? What was the big outrage? You mean Glenn Yunkin? Or Glenn Yunkin, sorry. George Yunkin. Glenn Yunkin. What was the big outrage, right? Well, supposedly he, he uh, had the support of the Tiki Torch crowd, right? Right, the Charlottesville thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. Um, who was behind that, Pat? Uh, Antifa, if I remember correctly. No. Nope. The Lincoln Project. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh huh. That makes the statement a hundred percent true. And and the they actually went on MSNBC, by the way, Pat. And I, I didn't have time to grab this, but. The same people who are covering for the pedophile that was in their midst are now trying to teach Democrats how to fight dirty as if they didn't do that throughout the the 2020 election, as if they didn't, I don't know, change all the laws while the GOP was asleep at the wheel as per usual, much like Joe Biden's asleep at the uh, climate conference, but that's neither here nor there. I don't know if you saw that video yet, Pat. I have not, no. Oh, my God. So there's a video out. Go, go check it out on Twitter. But there's a video of Joe Biden actually falling asleep at the conference. Again? No, like literally. They actually have to. They actually had to have a a staff aide wake, go wake him. him up. <laughs> no. Yeah, go look it up on Twitter. But that notwithstanding. Okay. Um, these are the same people who claimed to be about the principles of the Republican Party. They're not neocons, Pat. Neocons are people who still believe in conservatism. These are the straight up Democrats. These are leftists. That's who they are. You don't you don't go and the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? But mm -hmm. what you don't, it would be like us going and, and Handing Afghanistan the weapons, right? Right. And during its war against Russia. And and then training them in all of our tactics. We didn't do that. Because the enemy of my enemy is my friend for the moment. Not all time. Turns out these people are really just Democrats. That's exactly who they are. Well, the, the Republican Party left me. What the hell does the Republican Party even stand for? But anyway, Pat, um, your truth or fiction for today. 
All right. So uh, Joe Biden recently visited the Vatican and the Pope, right? Oh, no. You know where I'm going with this? I think. <laughs> Truth or fiction? Did Joe Biden really crap his pants at the Vatican? Oh, that's not where I thought you were going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think I would crap my pants if I had a one-on-one -on -one with the Pope. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, seriously, uh, in, in, in Catholicism, right? You know, he, he is the living embodiment of the church, right? Of right. God's will being done. He's the living embodiment of... Jesus Christ will being done. It's a very important position. Is he still a man? Yes, but a very important person. Sure. I'm going to go with yes on this one, by the way. Why? Because I also saw a headline on the Babylon Bee talking about uh, the Secret Service now carrying diapers. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's either already happened or coming down right. the pipeline because they, they said it. They spoke it into the ether. <laughs> so for me, I think realistically, though, uh, this is a president unraveling before our eyes and how and it's not just the sleeping, the alleged, you know, this, but also the well, the pope told me that I was a Catholic in good standing. The pope probably also doesn't know who the hell you actually are and what you actually have been standing for. And furthermore, two old not exactly in touch individuals. And then thirdly, the sleeping and the incoherent babbling. This man needs to be relieved for the good of the country. He really does. And not just relieve his own duty, if you will. On that note, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And let's go, Brandon. That's right. We are pro LGB and proud on this LGB Pride Month. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.